How's it going, everybody? This is the Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And we are bringing you yet another Royal Rumble-themed show this week. Um, if you're watching this, chances are the Rumble has already happened. But, um, Leonard, really quick, do you have any predictions on the Royal Rumble? I know that you don't watch a lot of the current stuff, but what do you think about the show coming up? Well, you are forcing me at gunpoint to watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and I have zero knowledge of any of the matches scheduled and zero knowledge of anybody who is supposed to be in the Rumble except for one person. So I'm going to give the win to Johnny Knoxville. There you go. That's, uh, that's quite the prediction there. Um, yeah, I'm... See, I'm betting on so Roman Reigns is facing Seth Rollins. I'm betting on Reigns to retain there. Uh, the big dream match is Lashley against Lesnar, and I honestly don't know what's going to happen in that one, mm -hmm. simply because I think they're still trying to build towards a another big Reigns Lesnar match at WrestleMania. So it's possible that Lesnar loses that, but who knows? As far as the Rumble goes, I have no idea who they'd go with this year. I really don't. Um, so we shall see. But this week, we are bringing you another edition of our Fever Dreams. I believe this is our 12th. It is our Ready to Rumble Fever Dreams, pun intended. So if you are new to the Fever Dreams concept, I will go over the rules here as you will see them displayed on the screen. We have a random name generator website. We input various lists of talent, male and female, gimmick matches and managers and tag teams and so on into said name generator. And we discuss whatever names come up based on the matches that we've laid out. So that's basically how it's done. We're going to get started here with a dark match so that you have an idea of what happened. In our last Fever Dreams, Tully Blanchard was in a salt and snow shovel match. And he won that dark match. So he is going to be in this dark match. And he is going to be facing the TNA version of Rob Van Dam, the Wyatt family version of Braun Strowman, and Johnny Grunge. So I think I'll let Leonard talk, but I don't, I think we could agree that Johnny Grunge is maybe going to get killed in this match yeah i i, I would uh probably i'm gonna go with i'm just going to say i would probably go with the white family version of braun Strowman. uh he's big he's strong he's very powerful um i actually think telly blanchard might do the best against him of the other two uh johnny grunge is there probably just take hellacious bumps i could see van Dam getting maybe some really good moves in uh, but getting killed. Uh, I see this coming down to Strowman versus Blanchard, and Blanchard, I just don't think, has enough to, to take out a monster like this. So I would say that Braun Strowman uh, gets the win here. Yeah, I kind of have to lean towards that. Part of me wanted to go with Tully just because it is Tully, and uh, I feel like he might find a way to cheat to win. And, you know, it's, I could see a scenario where Braun Strowman is distracted by Johnny Grunge. And right. Now right. And then Rob Van Dam against Tully in the ring, which I think Tully would win. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if Braun Strowman is featured prominently in the match, then yeah, one would assume he would win. He was uh, an absolute monster at, at that point. So 
Right, right, right. Telly, uh, what you described j- would happen if they wanted to give Telly the win but protect Braun Strowman. Right. Which, of course, is booking you might see. but That's true. Yeah. Um, so that gives you an idea of how this is done. Uh, in that case, we did a fatal four-way match. Uh, we laid it out so we only drew three names from our name generator, and that's what came up. And we used Tully because he was on a previous show. So yes. our next match also connects to our last show, mm-hmm. which actually was a reverse battle royal that we had involving I believe it was eight or ten guys. And Leonard and I had discussed that Seth Rollins, the authority version, and Mr. America would be getting into a, a little bit of a feud in that match. So here they are facing each other one-on-one. However, managers will be involved. So Leonard is going to draw the managers, and then we can discuss who we think would win. So uh, th- this actually, these managers really fit uh, who, who they I think they're going to go with. So uh, Sunshine, the original manager of Jimmy Garvin and uh, managed some others in the NWA, WCW, she will be paired with Seth Rollins, and Mr. America's manager will be the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Of course, oh, Jimmy wow. Hart having Hogan several times in real life. I don't believe ever the mask version. I think it'd be funny if Jimmy Hart came out as like Mr. South and he had like a mask on as well. <laughs> All right, so let's discuss who we think would win between Mr. America and uh, the 40 version of Seth Rollins. So there's two schools of thought here. The first is, in terms of sheer athleticism and being in their prime, Seth Rollins would probably win this all day. However, this is Hulk Hogan in a time where he didn't lose much. (laughs) Like... He just, he didn't lose much, you know, and even though the Mr. America gimmick was not probably his favorite, he still is Hulk Hogan underneath that mask and knows how to pull off a win. Having said that, I think Hulk Hogan in this time in his career had jobbed to more people than you might think. And I think if he was going up against authority, Seth Rollins, I don't think he would have any trouble giving him the win because I think he would see as everybody probably does that Seth Rollins is something special. So managers aside, I don't think the managers play too much of a part here. I really, really don't. And so I'm going to give the uh, the win to Seth Rollins. Uh, Hulk Hogan would claim that he discovered Seth Rollins and that he was the first person to ever see anything in Seth Rollins is, is, is what he would do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think Sunshine and Jimmy might do some stuff outside of the ring, right. but not affect the inside match, but do something on the outside, like get into it on the outside. Right. Uh, and, and I would have to agree with you. You know, this is prime Seth Rollins against a best's prime, the still kicking home code. The Mr. America gimmick, I think, is one that kind of allows him to maybe save some face in a loss. And as yeah. you mentioned, during that run in the WWE, he was a little more willing to play ball than, than before. And I, I think that he would probably, especially if there was a promise of a job later or we're going to continue this feud, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Then I think if it was by chicanery, you know, if it was, 
uh, by a lot of cheating from Seth, I think he would be okay with this. And I would go with Seth Rollins winning here as well. All right. Well, our next match. So, we'll, by the way, before we get to that, we'll have to uh, move Seth Rollins up the card, clearly. Yes. Unless we think this feud's going to continue. So, we'll see what happens. Um, next is our WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh which is from a previous episode where we drew a random belt and the light heavyweight championship of WCW came out. So the champion is Tony Storm and Leonard and I had kind of discussed what it would be like to incorporate males and females. So this is going to be an intergender match and I am drawing the female names. It's a fatal four way. So mm -hmm. it'll be Tony Storm versus two females and one male and yes. I have the females, and those females are Lana and okay. China. So who is the male? You know what? I don't know if China makes the light heavyweight weight limit. <laughs> and I don't think my guy does either. It's current comeback version edge. So 2022, right now at this split second, at the time of this recording, edge. I think that edge might make it, actually. He's not a huge guy. Well... You know what? He's not. You know, I would assume we're doing the 225-pound WCW lightweight from back in the day weight limit. So at 225, maybe. So this is an easy scenario to me. And mm -hmm. uh, so I see China having her way with Lana. I, that's what I see happening. I see... Sexually? What? Yeah. Sure. Sexually? Why not? I, I, see, yeah. I see China picking the weakest link which would be lana mm -hmm. and i see this coming down to edge and tony storm and unfortunately as much as i love tony storm i just see edge taking the light heavyweight championship here uh you know i would like to make an argument for tony storm retaining but i don't quite think i could now against a lot of guys yeah i think i i think i could um and i agree with the scenario is i could see china and lana going off and doing a thing together um but uh, yeah, and, and and China versus Tony Storm is interesting. I think to a degree, if it's a later version of China. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think kind of hard to argue Edge. It's not just because he's the man in the match, but because of the quality of the wrestler he is. Even in this current right. comeback version, he has had some good matches and some good fire, and it's an interesting portion and part of his career. And uh, I would kind of like to see what he does in our future fever dreams, holding that belt. So well, I will. So what do you, you think again. about it? So the, the thing with the belt is you can turn it in for a title shot. So, okay. Well, I think definitely that edge would turn the belt in for a title shot. I, I think he would probably give a speech where he would try to put over the light heavyweight title. Like he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't toss it in a trash can. No. He would try to put it over, but say, you know, the big prize, the prize that everybody wants is the all-weight galaxy-class supernova title, whatever we call it, <laughs> and and that he would definitely turn in the belt. I'm adding that. supernova to the name of the belt. Okay, well, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so Edge is our winner, and uh, that might end the uh, long, illustrious reign of the WCW light heavyweight title here on uh, Peeper yes. So our next match is for the Unified Galaxy All-Weight Women's Championship, and our champion is Mickey James. 
And this is a triple threat match, so Leonard is drawing the next two names. Leonard, who do we have? Which, which I have drawn, and uh, we have the WWE version of Gail Kim and China. Okay, China. So China's working double duty. She loses match one for a title. She comes back for match two for a title. All right. Well, and, you know, part of me was going to argue that Edge and China should have a feud. But China has made her decision. She wants the women's title. And, you know, is, uh, not, I don't know. It would, be, it would be a competitive match for her and Mickey James. And Gail Kim is an interesting wrinkle into it, I think. But uh, I would see China, just based on sheer strength and size, winning this match. Really? Um, I was leaning more toward Mickey James retaining... You know, James and Gail Kim have had tons of matches together. Good matches. They match up well. Um, again, I think China is is the is the uh, wild card here, depending on who she would go after and who she would, you know, work well with. Um, I, I wouldn't be against China winning it. Uh, and I could definitely make an argument for her because of her strength and her power and her size and as over as she was. Um, you know, Does this need a gimmick in a one-on-one next time? Okay. How about yeah? How about we do that? How about I will? I will. Uh, um, I'm while I'm leaning towards China. I will consent to uh, this being some sort of of draw. Maybe Gail Kim is completely knocked out, and <laughs> and and this moves to a gimmick match between Mickey James and China for the Unified Galaxy All Women Championship on the next dreams you forgot supernova there um supernova the unified galaxy all weight women's supernova championship <laughs> all right our next match is another title match it is for the unified galaxy all weight tag team championship and our champions are the mega powers it's going to be tough to topple them and uh, this match, I forgot to add, it not only is, is it a uh, five-pack challenge or a fatal five-way, whatever you want to call it, but uh, it's also Tornado Tag Rules. So the Mega Powers will be facing Richard Morton and Thomas Rich from the York Foundation. Fantastic. They will be facing Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham of the West Texas Rednecks. They will be facing La Resistance and the Hollywood Blondes. Oh. So. So for me, I think this comes down to the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin against the mega powers of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. And good God, that would have been an amazing match. Yeah, it really would have been so good back in the day uh the the other the other teams are just kind of also rancy i mean good some good talent there minus law resistance but even <laughs> you know but, but even the york foundation we talked about them in our video not a great stable but talented guys the west texas rednecks it was kind of the the end of the run for windham and hennig but still good talent still good hands in the ring so to me this comes down between the west hollywood blondes not the west hollywood blondes that's a different <laughs> And um, the Mega Powers. And good guy, as much as I would love to put the belts on the Hollywood Blondes, I think it's tough. I mean, we said it would take something really big and special to get the belts off the Mega Powers. 
even though Hogan and Savage aren't a regular tag team, they're so popular, so big, so powerful, had so much pull, you know, together combined that even against one of the best heel teams ever who had surprisingly and admittedly a very short run uh, and never maybe got the mega push it should have got in Pillman and Austin, I think I have to lean toward the mega powers. Yeah, see, this is tough. See, I based on the chaos that this match would be with uh, five different teams, I can envision a scenario where the Hollywood Blondes squeak out a win here. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of me wants to go with the Hollywood Blondes, but, you know, I, I think here's what I see. I see the Mega Powers retaining, but I see the Hollywood Blondes arguing for another shot and uh, maybe be incorporated into our next show somehow. Yes, yes. I, I, I definitely think the Mega Powers wind up getting the pin over one of the lesser teams. Law Resistance, let's just say. Say Law Resistance. Say Law Resistance. Say Law Resistance. But maybe a scenario where, say, Austin had Savage pinned, but the ref, but the ref was distracted, or maybe the ref gets confused, and, say, maybe Austin was the legal man, but... but it's a Donnie Brook and, and uh, Sylvain Grenet gets pinned instead. Something of that nature. I think there is something tiny that the blondes can latch onto and say, hey, we deserve a one-on-one shot here. And you know what? I think the Mega Powers, once they win, I think that they retain the services of uh, Alexandra York um, just because of the Mega Powers. And, right. Uh, I, think, I think she walks out with them. I, I, think, I, think, I think the computer says walk out with the mega powers and she shows that would be hilarious. She shows them the computer and it's just big words on the screen. It says leave with the mega powers. And then she just <laughs> like, and it's the mega powers of Randall Poffo and Terrence Bollea. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That is, you know what? I want to, I want to do that in like one of my next like fancy leagues. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to make like a, I'm going to make like a giant superpower New York Foundation. <laughs> oh, God. We need to create that stable and uh, do it for our unstable stable. Yes, yes, we do. What, with Richard Flair and... Uh, <laughs> Martin and, Lundy. I don't even know if his full name is Martin. I, <laughs> Dwayne, I, what, Dwayne is the long form. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne, yeah. yeah. Dwayne is Dwayne-ish. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Forth. Dwayne Steve, Forth. Stephen Williams. Okay, we're off the rails. Yes, um, yes. So next match is our Royal Rumble match, and this is the first time we're doing this, so you're gonna have to bear with us. So yeah, Leonard we did I, this last year. I thought we did. I thought we did this last year. I looked, and I we think we discussed it, but I I did not see that we. Okay, then we then this is our first time doing a full on Rumble, so, and it's it's gonna be weird. Yes, it is, and ever so we're each gonna draw five names, mm-hmm. and then every two minutes, five more names until we have 30. So it's going to probably go faster than you think. So I've drawn my five names. Leonard, have you drawn yours? Yes, I have them. Yes. All right. So I'm going to start the timer here. Okay. My five names are the ECW version of Raven, Mm -hmm. Stalker, Stan Hansen, Samoa Joe from TNA, and Michael P.S. Hayes. Okay. So now I give my five? Yep. Okay. So I've got Jey Uso... Abyss, Larry D, who I don't know who that is, 
<laughs> Ricochet and the TNA Fortune version of AJ Styles. Oh, okay. So who do we think is going to be eliminated first here, Leonard? I see Michael P.S. Hayes and the Stalker getting out of there pretty quick. Uh, I would agree with that. And also, do you know who Larry D is? Yeah, I do not. But I see him I see him lasting at least until the final five of the entire match. Larry D. Larry, Larry, Larry D. He's the he's the cousin of Sonny D. Sure. So what? who who from your list is out? Who from my list is out? I would say um I'm gonna get rid of Larry D. I'm sorry. And and I'll also eject Jay Uso. All right. So that means that Abyss, Ricochet, and uh, the TNA Fortune version of AJ Styles are still in there for myself. All right. And that means Samoa Joe from TNA, Stan Hansen, and Raven are there for me. Do you think these six guys, you know, anybody gets eliminated based on those six? Um... I see Stan Hansen getting uh, getting eliminated somehow. Maybe by okay. Stan Stan's a tough bird, but if you want to have him go ahead and and leave the match here, you can. Um, my, of, of of my guys, I'm 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 pretty confident all three of those can can last a little bit. Abyss is big and strong, you know. Uh, Ricochet is is uh, uh, kind of the opposite of that, but but I think he's a big enough name to hang out a little bit. Uh, AJ Styles TNA Fortune version, not the best version of AJ Styles, but I think you can make it through the first round here. Okay, so our two-minute timer is up, Leonard. Yes. So while trying to keep track of our names, we've Mm -hmm. got to select five more names. So I have the prime version of The Undertaker. Okay. Rather, the early version of The Undertaker. Okay. Um, Bobby Eaton. Okay. We have Dick Murdoch, okay. the face version of Bob Backlund, mm-hmm. and entering the match for the second time is the TNA Fortune version of AJ Styles. Oh, he's in there. T- he's in there twice. He's, he's in there twice. We're going to get like the, the Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my next five, I've got Matt Riddle, Broken Jeff Hardy, not broken Matt Hardy, but broken Jeff Hardy, the heel version of The Rock, and Cameron Grimes. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Did I get one, two, three, four. Oh, and I missed one. Bobby Lashley. Heel Bobby Lashley. All right. Okay. So, so off I, of my list, Cameron Grimes is gone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel confident that uh, from my list, Bobby Eaton and Dick Murdoch would be out of there. Um, I think that one of the versions of AJ Styles or TNA Fortune might be sacrificed here. Yes, you know what? I, let, let's go with mine because yours would be fresher. That's true. Yours would be the sure. fresher man, so I think mine would mine would get uh, eliminated there. Um, and you know what? I would. I'm also going to sacrifice Ricochet. I think there are too many big boys in there right now, especially on my side with Heel Rock and Heel Lashley. You know, one of those guys have to get rid of some dudes. So. I'm going to uh, sacrifice Ricochet from my list as well off of that. And you know what? Uh, broken broken Jeff Hardy is not nearly as cool as broken Matt Hardy. 
So I'm going to say Broken Jeff Hardy uh, buys it as well. All right. So, yeah, I'm also, you know what, Leonard? I think that Raven and Abyss eliminate each other. Okay. I, I, I can go with that. I can go with I that. I can see that happening. So sure. based on based on my list, I have currently The Undertaker, Samoa Joe from TNA, AJ Styles from TNA Fortune, and the face version of Bob Backlund. Who do you have left? I have Heel Rock and Heel Lashley. Just Heel Rock and Heel Lashley. Oh, no, Matt Riddle. I forgot. Matt Riddle is still on my side as well. Okay. So I I, I think that um, we can easily say that uh, Matt Riddle and Bob Backlund could start a feud and eliminate each other. That's perfectly fine. They're both gone. All right. So... Now, our final five, Leonard. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. All right. So we have Luke Harper, the face version of Johnny Gargano. John Cena, the Thugonomics version. Oh, okay. Bret Hart, the Canadian heel version. Okay. And, wait for it, Super Leatherface. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love all those. Uh, I have for you... The heel version of Sami Zayn, the TNA version of Drew McIntyre, the TNA face version of AJ Styles, <laughs> Johnny Impact, which would be John Morrison via his Impact usage, and face Roman Reigns. Oh, all right. Okay, well, so first of all, I think face AJ Styles gets rid of the other AJ Styles. Okay. <laughs> all right. So there's gonna be one AJ Styles at a time. So so he's so he's gone. Um I I would also sacrifice heel same Sami Zayn off my list and Johnny Impact off yeah. of that. Yeah, I, I can see those going um from my list. Uh, Luke Harper doesn't last long. Johnny Gargano doesn't last long. And Leonard, I'm calling it right here now. Super mm -hmm. Leatherface tries to kill Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes, yes, I'd be down for that. Because, again, this is face Reigns. So I think that would that would get over. I think people would love that. All right. So currently, Leonard, then let's recap our lists. Okay. And whittle it down here as much as we can. Yes. So, still in the match is Samoa Joe coming in at, I think, number four on my list. It lasted okay. a long time. The Undertaker, the early version of The Undertaker, um, I believe from your list, it's the face version of AJ Styles, right? Yes, the TNA face version of AJ Styles. The heel version of Bret Hart, the Thugonomics mm -hmm. version of John Cena, and Super Leatherface. So, who do you have left? Well, so I still have the TNA face version of AJ Styles, as we mentioned. TNA version Drew McIntyre, heel rock and heel Lashley. All right. So, all right. Based on the well, fact that they had a feud in TNA and they also had a feud in WWE, I see McIntyre and Lashley getting into it and eliminating each other. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I think I'm okay with that. I think it would take a lot to get Lashley out, but I'm okay with Mac doing that. All right. And I would also argue that the feud we never saw and always wanted to see would be The Undertaker against Super Leatherface. 
So yes, and I, 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 I hope you're one of them eliminating the other, and then the other one pulling them down or getting back in the ring and maybe getting chased with a chainsaw or. <laughs> yes, I I like Undertaker eliminating Leatherface, and then Leatherface coming back and eliminating Taker. Because, so, because oftentimes when Taker gets eliminated from a rumble, it's in a very like odd way or it's it's right by technicality. So. Right. So then from my list, we have Thugonomics John Cena, Canadian heel Bret Hart, and Samoa Joe from TNA. Who do you have left? I've got heel Rock, heel Lashley, and face AJ Styles from TNA. I thought Lashley was eliminated by Drew McIntyre. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're correct. Uh, I, I I mixed that. I'm trying to go off of memory. I'm not keeping a list like you are. So I have Heel Rock um, face AJ Styles. I guess that's who, who I all who I have left. All right. Well, I see Samoa Joe from TNA getting eliminated by AJ Styles somehow. Yes. Joe's been in there the longest of anybody, and so he's tired and I, I think he, he's right for the picking. And I see then Bret Hart, or not, sorry, not Bret Hart. I see John Cena. Now, this is the thugonomics, John Cena, coming from yeah. behind and eliminating AJ Styles. I could see that. He's healed, but he's still still young. So I I like, um, so then who do you have left then? So I've got heel rock. That would be Cena and Bret Hart, the Canadian heel version. So here's what so I see, that- Leonard. I see this coming down to the rock and the Canadian heel version of Bret Hart. Yeah, I should say that means we have three heels left, and now we're down to two heels. Yeah. So we're down to heel rock and Canadian heel Bret, who is a face in Canada. So if this Royal Rumble is in Canada, uh, then, then, then we're good. Uh, and Bret would probably lose then because he's in his home country. Bret would refuse to lose, but then Rock would throw him out anyway is what would happen. Yeah, he would get help. I, so we see The Rock. Was this the heel version of The Rock winning? This is heel version Rock. Now, what heel version? Is this like Nation Rock? Because Nation Rock would have a lot of help coming out. It would have to be the, the heel version of The Rock where they screwed mankind in the yes. for the WWE title. I believe that was his yes. Survivor Series deadly game. So that, would be, that would be Corporate Rock. So Corporate Rock. Corporate Rock, yeah. So he would still have corporation help because I think we have to do coming up. I think we need to do like a corporation versus heart foundation. Something. So you're saying the corporation versus the heart foundation? At some point, at a future fever dreams needs I, needs I to think, happen. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, so the Rock, the corporate version of the Rock, has won our Rumble and will surely get a title shot down the road here. So, yes. but <laughs> our, 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 main event, our main event. Okay. Yeah, we're not done yet, folks. So our main event is for the Unified Galaxy All-Weight Men's Championship. Our champion is the DX version of Shawn Michaels. And based on the winner of our reverse battle royal from our previous episode mm-hmm. and the winner of a... Oh, I gosh, this was like a Christmas death match of some sort. Uh, of sort. It is Shawn Michaels DX versus Bruno San Martino versus Stu Hart. <laughs> and there's a gimmick attached, Leonard. I got it. You know what? This we've said that DX Shawn Michaels would be hard to throne. 
And this might be a gimmick that might get him out of there. I'm going to see what you say. But it's a stretcher match. Ooh. Well, okay, I have an easy victor here. And I, I'll, you know what? All right, so I'll give my, my theory here. Mm-hmm. If this is a stretcher match, I can think of no better winner than Stu Hart. <laughs> right. Stu Hart was known for inflicting pain on guys. So if there's anybody that can inflict enough pain to get somebody on a stretcher and cross the line, I see being Stu Hart. However, so I, I think Stu Hart would win this. I really do. I think he and Bruno San Martino, that would have been a great match, actually. Yeah. Like, you know, if you like that old school stuff, I think Shawn Michaels would have added an interesting wrinkle into it. These guys mm-hmm. are trying to do, you know, uh, arm bars and headlocks, and Shawn Michaels is dropping elbows and super kicks. Like, this would be a clash of style, like, of epic proportions. But Yes, and, but it would give Shawn an opportunity to sell. Yes, that's true. Like, he I would just, sell I, like crazy. I can't see – I see both of these guys trying to get Sean on the stretcher, but I see Stu Hart being the person to actually do it. Okay. So this is just a single stretcher match, so you just have to get one guy on, not both guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a triple threat stretcher match. But... Yeah. There you go. We invented it. We invented it, a triple threat stretcher match. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think that I, – I like either Bruno or Sue to win here. I think both could – given the circumstances uh, that it's a stretcher match and it would be Sean doing the stretcher job. Now I've always gone in hardcore for how hard the ex Sean would politic, but at the same time, a gimmick like this against these guys, I think his back is to the wall. And I think he can be convinced, Oh, you're going out on a stretcher. Like you're losing, but you're losing in the most dynamic way possible. That makes you look like a badass. Yeah. So, so I think he could be convinced to lose. And while I never thought Stu Hart would be the five <laughs> galaxy all weight supernova men's champion ever, and while I think I could probably argue Bruno San Martino on this, as you said, this favors Stu Hart so strongly. Yeah, I'm gonna go Stu Hart. So Stu Hart is our new champion and very close to facing his son, I might add, in our next match. Yes, yes, but but that would be awesome. But I'm looking forward to Stu Hart versus Heel Rock. Yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. Um, so, yes. People will be waiting on bated breath to see who yes. wins that dream match. Yes, and I think based on what you – I think we already have the card for the next – Fever Dreams already figured out based on everything that we said coming out of yeah. the Royal Rumble and our earlier matches. I just think we need to figure out like some, we just need to draw like some gimmicks and some manager. Absolutely. And yeah, so I did have to go back and research for our last one because I'd forgotten the whole Tony Storm WCW Light Heavyweight Championship part. <laughs> I, when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, we're keeping that? Well, I guess we are. <laughs> that was the best part. But yeah, I think at this, I think at this point, yeah. So, well, wait a minute. Edge is going to turn in the title. So are we going to, is it a triple threat? Is it Stu Hart yeah. versus Comeback Edge versus Corporate Rock? Uh, I can't think of an odder trio of guys <laughs> than that right there. That is what Fever Dreams are for, man. This, this is right. why we invented this. It is to get the craziest random matchups that we could because if we were just pulling this out of our butts if we were just making up stuff 
like I kind of do in the fantasy leagues that I do, you can come up with that. You wouldn't right. come up with that. So this is why this is why we are the most innovative show on YouTube and right. and in podcast land. That's why we're the number one most innovative. You can show. live your your wrestling dreams on our podcast. That's right. That should be our, our new logo. We're gonna get that on shirts and coffee mugs. <laughs> coffee mugs, especially, right? Yes, uh, and we're, and we're pursuing a sponsorship with Magic Spoon. That's I I think that that's only appropriate. Magic, yeah, Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. We need to uh, send them a, I don't know, like a feeler. Like a how the, like I want sponsorships. I want free cereal at my door. That's what free cereal, yeah. That's what we should pick. Like, can we have sponsor? We want free cereal. That's what we, we, just, we just, we just, but we'll talk about it. Like, I swear, like if we ever got like an, a, a sponsor, like other podcasts, I would talk about them incessantly. I would be oh, here. Yeah. If I had the magic spoon, I would be eating the magic spoon. As we, we incorporated into our fever dreams. Whatever manager was drawn would have magic spoon. Yes. Inside, he would use he would use that as a gimmick. He would throw the magic spoon cereal in the face yeah. of of the other guy, and then and then get his dude to win. Uh, again, not a sponsor yet, but not you can. Yet. But soon, and you know, I, before I for, I forgot that you had to draw that gimmick, Leonard. So I initially had drawn one, but I'm glad that you had cut me off and said yours because yours favorites too hard. I don't know who mine would have favored. It would have been a dumpster match. So. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, I still think Sean would have lost the dumpster match because yeah. can you imagine Sean like picking up Stu? This version of Sean picking up Stu Hart or Bruno, who are both like tanks, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Sean was destined to lose tonight. Sean was destined to lose I, again. That again, a dumpster match. I could go e- either way on who would throw Sean into it, but there's no way Sean picks up either of the other two guys. I mean, they're they're bowling balls. They're, they're barrels, you know, they're too big. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, so hopefully everybody enjoyed the most recent Royal Rumble, and I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, I am anxious to see what happens at, at the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. Um, I forgot to make my prediction for the women's Rumble match. Um, mm-hmm. I still think that Bailey is going to return and win. That is, that is my hard prediction. I, I'm not sure if she's recovered from her injury yet, but that seems to be the most logical choice. I'm going with Cindy Lauper. I hope that happens too. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, again, this will be probably my first time watching current WWE programming since what? Did you know you made me watch the Rumble last year? So I think since last year's Rumble. We did review last year's Rumble. Yeah. So this would be my first time watching the current product since last year's Rumble. Wow. Uh, I can't say that I'm excited by it, but. We'll- <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see what I think. You know, I I am probably the thing that that I I don't know if I'm looking forward to, but I think the thing that will happen is that w- there will be a lot of talent on the men's and women's side of the rumble that I won't know. Maybe I've heard the name, but I won't know who they are. Well, it'll be um, fun then to hear your review and say, I don't know who this person is. Why are they there? <laughs> yes, or 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 just my take on on who or who they like who the hell is this person i may wind up dissing someone who you think is great or go well that guy was fantastic and you go no he's not <laughs> but we'll see i'm very interested in 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 seeing this uh you know coming back to it after being so long off the rumble as we've talked about is always special is always fun even a bad rumble can be interesting 
Right. Um, just to see who comes out, like when we rebooked the one from uh, 93. Um, 95. 95. 95. I actually recently watched the 93 Rumble match, and I texted Chad about it, which was, I just turned it on because I couldn't remember anything about it. Right. And it's the one Yokozuna won and went on to WrestleMania 9. But two things that um, really interested me. One was, one and two was Bob Backlund and Ric Flair. And uh, as we looked up, they apparently had wrestled maybe one time before that in a rare WWF versus NWA card. Right. And it was very interesting. They were one and two. Papa Shango came in three and it got immediately eliminated. So you got three and a half, four minutes worth. Ric Flair was in that rumble? Ric Flair was. This was right before he left. Okay. The next night on Raw was the Loser Leaves Town match between Hennig and Flair. Wow. See, I forgot totally about that. Um, So so he was. So this was the next to last match he had before leaving. So just a quick note on that match. I'm glad, actually, actually glad you mentioned Bob Backlund Ric Flair match because. I just uh, one of my I have you know kind of routines when it comes to Rumble season. I watch you know the the Ric Flair one from '92, um, and I watch the uh, I watch the '98 Rumble um, that had all three faces of Foley and that kind of stuff. And you know sometimes a lot of times the Ho- the one with Hogan and Warrior too. But anyway, I watched a watch along from Mad Free Shows with Ric Flair and Conrad Thompson watching the one that Ric Flair won. '92. Yeah, he talked about Bob Backlund. Somebody asked him about that match because um, it was like a, a Q&A as well. And uh, he said that the match stunk. He, he said really? That, yeah, he said that they didn't have chemistry. Um, they went an hour, but uh, he said it just wasn't very good, which I found fascinating. It only makes me want to see it more, to be honest. Right, right. Because I thought they worked okay here and it was very interesting to see them work here and jerry lawler was in there with them right and uh, some other guys so it was a very interesting mix of guys that were in there at the same time and the second thing that really struck me was this was the debut of giant gonzalez oh yeah undertaker had cleared the ring and gonzalez comes out and beats the crap out of the undertaker and um as bad as Giant Gonzalez was, and as bad as the match at WrestleMania 9 was, I've got to say he looked good here. He looked menacing. The suit is stupid. But he looked menacing. He looked scary. He beat the crap out of Undertaker. He was over. Like, the fans were buying in into him. It was oh, a yeah. very interesting and a very risky thing, I think, to do. Because they had never done something like that before. And and the thing was that while Gonzalez was beating the crap out of Taker, other guys were coming out, but they weren't getting into the ring because they were scared of Giant Gonzalez. So by the time they scared Gonzalez off, there was another like four or five dudes that had come out. Right. So they were able to kind of like replenish the, the match and start from zero, basically. And it should be mentioned, Bob Backlund went an hour. Uh, a little more than an hour in the match. He started at two and was one of the last guys out. So that was very interesting to see. Again, this was before Crazy Bob Backlund. This was when he had returned and was being a face and was kind of working the undercard at this time. I remember him having a feud with Doink. And I think he was um, 
like hanging out with Marty Jannetty because Marty Jannetty had feuded with Doink, something like that. It was, you know, like on the sea shows. Right. Uh, it was a very interesting. Yokozuna won it, last eliminating Randy Savage. And it was uh, kind, of, kind of an interesting rumble because you saw the last bastions of the rock and wrestling era cross with the start of the new generation era. And it was it right. was just kind of fascinating to see those two guys combine. And oh, again, DiBiase was in there. Hennig was in there. Um, all these guys were in there at, at the same time. Um, that was very fascinating to see. So it was, I didn't watch the whole show. I just watched that rumble, but it was a very interesting rumble to me. To me, I would call it a forgotten rumble because as I said, I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, but no, as yeah. a, Side note: the, the giant Gonzalez feud, um, and you know, as a kid, uh, that was you know, uh, you know, uh, intimidating thing. Looking at somebody that big against uh, against the Undertaker, so like I was all about that story. I was all about that story. Yeah, I didn't yeah that was one thing that they got over the commentary because it was Monsoon and Heenan was right. how big Gonzalez was. The Undertaker's like six ten, six seven. I think they list him as seven foot, but they were saying six ten. Like how big Gonzalez dwarfs Taker, and he does. Yeah. Like Taker looks small next to John Gonzalez, who's like seven seven, legit. So it, it, it was kind of neat to see because with this debut, okay, I can see why they popped him. As, as I said, he he looked he looked good. Um, surprisingly, at the start. Yeah. Um, so Leonard, do you have any rumble routines? Is there any rumble you watch every year or you just kind of watch whatever you feel like? No, I kind of watch whatever I feel like. I really like 92. And, uh, you know, of course this year, as I mentioned, I watched 93, I watched 95 for the, uh, for the rebook that we did. Um, when we were doing some of the rumble matches that we did on our last episode, talking about the best and worst non-rumble matches, I did look at a little bit at some of the rumble matches and some of those other pay-per-views but no i mean i do like to watch them uh last year i know i watched the first one it's because i hadn't seen it in forever and i you know me i like the older stuff so if i yeah. watch an old one i'm gonna watch probably something pre-2000 but even some of the later ones are, are okay maybe before next time i might watch uh something else just to just to say i watched it maybe another one i don't remember very well because i was pleasantly surprised by that 93 one yeah, several years ago, I, I watched like almost all of them, like just to kind of prepare for what the one that was coming. It was you know several years ago now. I wouldn't be able to do that now, uh, not you know only because I probably don't have a lot of, enough time to do that. But uh, the some of the recent ones, I'm just not a fan of. I did like last year's though, um, as far as the whole Brock Lesnar component of it. I thought that that yes. was interesting and an interesting wrinkle. This one this year. I assume will be more traditional in its layout. Uh, you know, we'll see, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm always excited for it. Uh, despite the fact that like Leonard, I don't watch a ton of the current WWE product. I keep in touch with some of the storylines I'm interested in, but that's about it. So we will be coming at you hopefully with a quick review of the Royal Rumble and for Leonard, my name is Chad. Thank you for joining us. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will see you next week. And Alexa, we'll see you out.